0: If you have your Bibles, open those to Romans chapter 12. Uh, I know that I've been preaching on faith on Sunday mornings, and uh, we're seven weeks into it, and this being a Wednesday night, you know, usually we kind of, it's just kind of (laughs) whatever, we just kind of go wherever direction we want. So, but this is just stirring in me, and I'm just not even going to try and fight against it, I'm just going to go with it. So this is going to be 7B. (laughs) This is going to be week 7b before we get to number 8. It's kind of like a bonus. Um, But I just had this kind of stirring in my heart. And uh, so it's what I want to talk about tonight. I really want to talk about your mindset and what you think when it comes to faith. And how that is such an important role because a lot of what we've been talking about when we believe it's always been about the heart and it's always been about what the word says. But the truth of the matter is, uh here on the earth, this is a natural place, is it not? And really what we do is, is naturally speaking. I mean, you know, listen, I, I can't walk through walls yet. <laughs> There's one one day I will. <laughs> Come on, so will you. We're gonna have a glorified body where we can fly and we'll glow and all kinds of cool stuff. And um, but you know. As it stands right now, we're in a natural place, and the only way that we can get what is on the inside, spiritually speaking, to the outside, it has to come through your mind. It has to. Now, I'm not saying brain. I'm saying mind. The mind is the bridge between your spirit and your body. If it's going to, you know, this is something that a lot of people have a problem with when they get filled with the Holy Spirit and they go to you know speak in other tongues. A lot of people can't get past it here in their mind. The words will come up and get into their mind, and then they freeze and they go, "Wait a minute, that's just me. I'm putting on." But really, if anything is going to come out here, come on now, even if it's Jesus is Lord, it has to pass through your mind first before it gets out here. It can't just you know, uh, and and that's why I mean, if it was if it was just your brain. You know, the brain is the organ that the mind lives in Um, because people that have brain damage, there are people that can still communicate, Mm -hmm. correct? Okay, so it's not a physical thing so much as it is the mental realm of the mind, and in order for you to get it out here and get it communicated, it has to pass through that that the spiritual things have to pass through that, and that 's why it 's important when we 're reading our bibles it 's the other direction see it 's passing from here out here where the where the uh, physical printed paper is or the the word that you 're hearing preached it 's all out here, and it 's passing inwardly and going through your mind come on in, and then drops into your heart. This is a very important thing that we 're talking about that this is where a lot of it gets lost at. Either coming back out or going back in, it stops. And that's where we will uh, lock things in place or reject them back out. We'll all be right there. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable. Now, if you're reading that in, in a King James or a New King James, something like that, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. That's the one that, you know, when I was extremely overweight, people would quote that one to me all the time. you to present your body, good brother. I'm like, you need to shut up. <laughs> all right, but look at what it says here. Let them be living and holy sacrifices, the kind he will find acceptable. Now look at this. This is truly the way to worship him. But now look at what he says here. He's not just talking about all the spiritually, you know, the the physically fit people. Don't get me wrong. I know that that's part of it. We need to take care of our bodies. Come on. I know that's part of it, but that's not all he's talking about. He's talking about everything out here. Look at what he says. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Now, that's humongous. But now, here's the thing. If it was that easy, we just all could sit down and be like, okay, God, transform me. I mean, we could make billions off of that, couldn't we? I mean, you just come to our meeting. we'll pray for you. God's going to transform you. You're going to lose weight, grow all your hair back. Come on, all the wrinkles are going to reverse. Everything's going to just... (laughs) But look at what it says here. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. King James, or the New King James, says this. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Now, Again, the King James says, uh, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought because God has given to each person the measure of faith. All right. Now, I want you to notice that when God's word here tells us not to act like the world or be conformed to the world, a lot of people, I mean, I, I was a youth pastor for 20 years. I mean, this summer, when I go to, when I go to Egypt and do that, that youth conference over there, that's going to be 25 summers in a row of doing some kind of youth conference or youth convention or youth camp, 25 in a row. And I hope I get to do 25 more. Um, I love doing them. Love it. But I used, I've used this scripture <laughs> to talk about behavior. You shouldn't act like that. Why? You're a Christian. <laughs> you, we don't have sex before we get married on prom night. Come on. I used to tell kids, I thought, we don't go out and get drunk with our friends. Come on. We're Christians. We don't smoke weed. I used, I used it all the time. Pulled this scripture out, slapped them in the face a few times. <laughs> I mean, I, and it's true. This is somewhat talking about behavior, but that's not all it's talking about. When God's word tells us not to be conform to this world or copy the behaviors of this world notice what he's talking about it's talking about and relating that statement to the conformity to the area of the mind when he's talking about don't be conformed to this world or or don't copy the behavior of this world what's he talking about he's saying don't think about things the way the world thinks about them Okay. We're told not that that's what he means. That's really the bottom line is don't think like the world thinks. We are to get our minds renewed with the word of God and think in line with the word of God. That's what really separates Christians. Come on, we're we're different on the inside. But really what what it comes down to is if it's just a bunch of actions Come on, and just not doing that because of an act, you know, I'm just going to not do that because I'm a Christian. You miss the whole point. See, but if you'll start thinking differently, come on, then your actions start to line up with that. I'm not supposed to, listen, this is where a lot of big churches have missed it. It's all about, oh, if you just don't do this and you don't do this and you don't do this and you don't do this and they give you this big long list of rules, then you're going to be okay and, and you don't have to worry about anything. You've missed the boat entirely. This walk with God and our faith has nothing whatsoever. It's going to make some people nervous. Rules and regulations and do's and don'ts. It doesn't. Listen listen to me. This is why some people can go and have a glass of wine with dinner and not feel a bit of conviction about it in the world. And there is no sin involved. But you take that somewhere where they've been raised and taught differently, they'll tell you those people are going straight to hell. Well, who's right? Both of them love God. Both of them have a real good relationship. Both produce fruit. Both tithe. Both go to church regularly. Who's right and who's wrong? Mm-hmm. Both, are right. Both are right. I don't, I don't, I don't go out and, and, and have a glass of wine with dinner. Why? It just goes against my belief system for me. Jody grew up in California, <laughs> way different culture than Kentucky. <laughs> there, I mean, it's almost like the squirt bottles they use at water breaks have wine in them. <laughs> I'm just kidding, it ain't that bad. But My point is, my point is, it's the way you think about things. It has a lot to do with it. And if it was just a matter of doing a long list of rules, come on, we're all in trouble. That's what the Old Testament told that version of history, how it's already been tried. So what is is Paul saying here? Paul's not saying, you know, don't, don't just follow these rules. He's saying, think differently than those people do. Who's those people? The people that don't have a relationship with Jesus. Now, this comes in the book of Romans well after he tells us how to get saved. So he's talking to people. I mean, Romans is written to the church anyway, but he's talking about after you get saved, stop thinking like the people in the world think. We're supposed to renew our mind with the Word of God to think in line with the Word of God. Now, watch this. Then he's saying, once you start thinking the way the Bible thinks... Then your actions, come on somebody, start to line up with what you think. Right? Then we start to talk. Not as a hope and a magic spell like, abracadabra, the mountain's going to disappear. No. There's a lot of people try it that way. But listen, once you start changing your mind and start changing what you think, when you start speaking out of that See, things start to change because you're speaking in line with the Word of God because you already start thinking, come on, like the Word of God. Now, how does the world think? If we're not supposed to think like them, how are they thinking? Well, the world is programmed negatively. They're programmed negatively. I mean, they think sickness, they think fear, they think doubt, they think Hate, come on, they think defeat, they think failure, they think it's all going to blow up tomorrow. This is it, it's all over. Well, that's because the world, with those that are in the world without God, they're already dead. Now, what do you mean by that? They're separated from God. They're spiritually, they're dead already. Well, what do dead people do? What? Nothing. <laughs> they just dead. They just, that doesn't, now that doesn't mean non existent. That means separated from God. Therefore, they're programmed to be like dead people instead of living people. Listen, they're, they're programmed with death. Listen to the way they talk. That scares me to death. Come on. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to beat them to death. I'm g- <laughs> Moms like to use this one. I'm going to beat you to within an inch of your life. Okay? This is what Paul is telling us that we have to start thinking differently about. Listen, if you're going to change your relationships with your kids, your spouse, your job, you have to start thinking about it the way God starts to think about it. Well, yeah, but this is how it appears. Again, we're talking about faith. Faith doesn't look at how it feels or how it sees or, or how it looks. Faith is, faith is going to go by what God says. But now we have to think like God thinks. So how do we change our minds? How do we change the way we think? Is it just a flip of the switch? Boy, I wish it was. It'd just be awesome. Like, you know, I mean, you could just... Just as simple as you can snap your fingers, you don't hurt no more. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Wake up in the morning, my back's hurting, my legs are hurting. I had kids sleeping on me all night long. Got kicked in the face a couple times. I'm sore. I slept on a pull-out couch the other night. I'm the biggest person in the house. And I'm sleeping on the smallest, most uncomfortable bars through my back. You know, that should never have happened. But it did. I looked over there, and there's two Boys in bed with Jody. I'm like, well, guess I'm sleeping on the pullout couch. <laughs> All right. It would be awesome if you could just snap your fingers and be like, I don't hurt, and bling, it just stopped. It would have been a great day yesterday. <laughs> could just leap right out of bed because I thought it and it just happened. I wish it were that easy. But now here's the way it happens right here. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Here's how you change. The way you think two things Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25. now here Paul's talking to husbands and wives, and if anybody's ever gone for marriage counseling or premarital counseling, you've heard this scripture <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not going to get to the one before this because all the women hate it anyway. you know wives submit yourselves to your husband they oh yeah. we're not talking about that one we're not, we're not even talking about marriage tonight. But I want you to notice that right in the middle of this, Paul drops a big bomb on us. It really, it does have something to do with marriage, but really it's, it's about our spiritual life. All right, look in verse 25. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy, holy and clean. Now, right there... That that part, they read that to husbands, and this is how you're supposed to treat your wife. You should love her, willing to give your life for her, you know, so that you can help her become who she's supposed to be, right? But see, then he switches for a second, and he starts talking about how much Jesus loves us and how Jesus transforms the church. Mm -hmm. Now, who's the church? You are. (laughs) This is how Jesus transforms you, right here. Here it is. Okay? He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Washed by the cleansing. Now, if you're, again, King James or New King James, it's, it, it's uh, holy and acceptable with the washing of the water by the word what it says there what how's the first way to change your mind you got to start giving your mind a real heavy dosage of scripture you got to put the word in it's amazing to me how many people are trying their best to to live for god and see changes in it and you say how, how and they're like pastor it's just not working for me and i go well are you reading the bible well no excuse me you're not nope (laughs) listen if you don't if you don't read the bible you you are dirty (laughs) you know i I mean listen there are i'll i'll be i'll be i'll be i'll be a dude right now and i'll admit it i don't i don't shower every day i don't some of you are like i can tell I mean, I just don't. I like to lay around in my own filth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. listen, that doesn't mean I go out and get all hot and sweaty and gross every day either. But I don't shower every day. Now I don't let myself go every day either. I mean, I brush my teeth. I comb my hair. Come on, I, I try and be presentable. But I'm not, I, I don't. I like to save a little bit of money. I mean, there's four of us in the house, <laughs> and if four people are showering every day, plus the sprinklers are kicking on and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, your water bill can get out of control real fast. I mean, when we first moved down to Polk County and our first water bill came in, it was $300, and I was like, whoa, what? Okay. Now, if you've ever gone more than a day without showering, you know how gross that is, don't you? You know how it's uncomfortable. Here's a good one. You ever been on one of them long road trips, and you drove for like 17 hours, and you got out? Hi, Jeff. I know you're watching, and that's probably right up your alley. Happy birthday, by the way. Um, And you you get out of the car after driving for 15, 17 hours, and you got that travel sweat grime all over you, and you feel nasty. This is what you're doing to your spirit, man, when you don't read the Word. He's getting dirty, and and, and, and the Bible also calls it food. So not only is he getting dirty, he's also getting hungry. So he's weak and filthy. If we're going to change the way we think, we have to be inputting the word. I wrote a whole section in my book about it. If you haven't got a copy of my book, go get it. I wrote the whole first 100 pages about the importance of reading the Bible. If you're going to wash your your mind and transform the way you think, now let's just think about it. How do you approach your problems? Do you approach them with the same mentality that the world does? How do you approach your addictions? Do you approach them with the same, come on now, mentality that the world does? How do you approach a sickness? Do you approach it the same way any old, regular, dirty old sinner approaches it? Come on. How do you approach your relationships with your spouse? Do you approach them with the same old rules and regulations that the? the now, listen, you're a Christian. You're not supposed to think like that. So how do you think differently? you got to get in there and scrub that old, nasty thought process off of there. You all know what I'm talking about, and, and, and those of us who have all old enough to have cooked something and burned it into the pan, and you know how hard it is to get it out of there? Especially if you leave it for a while. <laughs> I had a few people over at the house for, on Memorial Day, and I still haven't cleaned my grill off. I need to get out there, and, and pr- I'm going to have to get the pressure washer. <laughs> it's 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 just the longer you leave it, the more the harder it is to get it off. This is what happens when you don't read the Word. Come on. You're leaving old thought processes in. But what what are you trying to say, Pastor? You you are built to think differently. When you were made, the Bible says you're a new creature. Come on. Old things are passed away. Well, why is it still showing up in there? Because you just left it there. It's burnt up and dead and old, but it's still sitting there. Come on. Producing the same things it always did. And if you're going to think differently, you've got to put the word in differently. You're going to have to put it in there, and put it in there, and put it in there, and put it in there. and Keep on putting it in there, and put it in there and, it in there, and keep on putting it in there, just like those pots. You just scrape, and then you go get the steel wool, and you scrub, and then you get the little spatula, and you scrape, and then you scrub, and then you scrape, and you scrub, and then you scrub harder, and then you look, and you see a little little spot the metal starts to shine through, and you're like, ha! And this will, you just keep going, and you, come on, it's work, isn't it? Uh-huh. Nobody ever said reading the Word was going to be easy. Nobody said it was going to come automatic. Listen, I wish it was that you just pick up the Word and open it up, and it would be just like what we all imagined it was going to be, and, it, you know, and your hair would fly back, and the, the smoke would just hit you in the face and the rays, and you'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. But if you're washing something, come on, it's work. It's work. So you got to put the word in. The second way is this, by affiliation. I said to you when we started, it's impossible to have a full-on relationship with, with, the, with Jesus if you're not fellowshipping with the body. Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 18 now, I want, you to hear, I want you to hear these words that Solomon says here. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Now, let me ask you a question. How is that? Is it because the wise people are magical? No, it's because the wise are speaking what God says. Now, listen, I've been talking about confession on Sunday mornings for the last two weeks. What happens when we confess the Word? The Word starts to manifest. We start building that in our lives. Well, look at what it says here. The words of the wise bring healing. Why? Because we're speaking the Word of God. But now, how does somebody become wise? Now, I know some of you who are from the Northeast would be like, well, wise guys where I come from is something you don't want to (laughs) be. But now check this out. Back up three verses into verse number 15. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. So listen, first got to wash your mind by the word and really cleanse it with the word, really put it in there. But then you need to affiliate with the right kind of people. Now what's the right kind of people? People that believe like you. People that are already where you want to be. People who have a relationship with Jesus the way you want to have a relationship with Jesus. My father-in-law says this, don't hang around the people that are just like you. Hang around people that you want to be like. You're there in 12, go over one chapter to 13. I remember when we first moved here, and and, and Bob, my father in law, was saying to me, He was like, Who are you trying to reach down there? And I said, Man, we don't know. Anybody that loves Jesus, but I said, The area of town, (laughs) or wants to love Jesus, but the area of town we're going to go to is Dr. Phillips, you know, Metro West, Windermere, I Drive, that area down there. And he goes, How do you feel about when you're around people from Dr. Phillips or, or Metro West or, you know, Windermere or any of those people? And I'm like, that yeah, doesn't doesn't bother me, and he goes, "Does it?" Now this is challenging. He said, "So now I'll, I'll, let me tell you what was going on in the." This is after we'd been here maybe a year or two. We had a a, a couple that was coming to church here, and they were <clears throat> successful, and we're, it's, I write about it in my book. They were the leading givers in the church, gave a lot of money, and I, I just never could make a connection with them. I just, I mean, they were nice. And we'd go out to dinner and stuff with them, but I always felt just like there was this separation. Like, this, just like there was. It wasn't like they were putting up a wall. I mean, they were asking us. They were wanting to have. But I, I, I it was on me. I could tell it was me. It's like, why are you so uncomfortable? What, what's going on here? And Bob, and I, he's like, "How's that feel?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's fine." And he goes, "Is it?" Because you just got done telling me how uncomfortable you were around somebody that was more successful than you. Now, check this out. He said, uh, How often are you hanging out up there? And I said, Where? And he said, Windermere, well, Dr. Phillips. That kind. I said, I mean, when we we're there on Sundays. And uh, he said, You need to be going there till you get to the point that you're uncomfortable not being there. And you think, Well, what does that mean? Then he explained it to me in a way that offended this good old boy from northeastern kentucky but i had to really think about what he was saying he said where do you do most of your shopping now i'm probably going to offend some of you but don't get offended because i still shop here that's (laughs) walmart now listen to me he he said he said how how often do you think those those people that he was talking that were used at the church here how often do you think they're going to walmart I said, probably aren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of you are looking at me like, where are you going with this? They're at a level where we wanted to be at. And I'm uncomfortable being around them. He said, where do you think they shop at? The Whole Foods? <laughs> the Mall at Millennia, Macy's? You know, I don't know. He said, you need to be going to those places until you're just as comfortable going to those places as you are when you walk into Walmart at 2 o'clock in the morning with your shorts and your T-shirt on. Now, some of you are like, what are you getting at? If you want to be somewhere else in your walk with God, you need to hang around with somebody that's already there or higher than where you want to go. Look here in verse number 20 of Proverbs 13. Walk with the wise and become wise associate with fools, and get in trouble. <laughs> now, this is uncomfortable to even talk about because you don't, want, you don't want people to think, wow, you're just snobby. It has nothing to do with being snobby. Listen, I, I, I posted something just the other day. It said, I don't care if you've stood with greatness. What impresses me is if you've sat with brokenness. Amen. And that's the, that's the truth. I believe that we all are called to all you know, be there for each other no matter who or where or what season or, or place we are in our lives. But listen, you have to ask yourself that question, where do I want to go? Where is it in my life do I want to be spiritually? And then ask yourself the question, are you hanging around somebody that's there? Because if you're not and you're secluding yourself or you're only hanging around people that are like you, you've topped out and you'll stay right there and you won't grow anymore, and you won't be anymore, and you won't believe anymore, and the great things that you keep thinking that I want to, I mean, I know the the word promises this, then you need to start hanging around people. If you've got the word part down, you need to start hanging around people that do, that are believing for things that are out there beyond you. Believing, and not just believing, but are seeing things. This is, this is, y'all need to catch this. That are seeing those things that you want to see in your life. I, I mean, a friend of ours, uh, they, they travel all over the country, all over the world, and they're here in, in Orlando. And uh, they, they travel all over the world. And every time I talk to him, I'm writing another book. I've got three in the works. I've got 12 in the works. I'm going to be at Hillsong Australia. I'm going to be at this place. I'm doing all the leaders for the Hillsong organization this week. I'm speaking at this place. I'm speaking at that place. And I'm just like, I hate you. <laughs> I mean, and he's not bragging. He's one of the most humble, cool guys. I mean, we, we are very good friends. And when he's in town, we go hang out. But I hang around people like that, and I hang around people like my father in law. and I hang around people. Uh, I still have very close relationships with the pastoral staff at Rama, and, and especially the Hagans. And, uh, I, and I can pick up the phone right now and call Pastor Hagan right now. I get a text from him every Sunday morning praying for you today. Hope you have great service. He's one of my, my overseers because I want to come on, I want to reach that level. I can pick up the phone right now. I got, I got his phone in my, my number in my phone right now. I can call John Devere right now. I'm hanging around people like that because that's where I want to go, and I know they're already there, and they know what it takes to get there. Now, you just bring it all back down to your life. Who are you hanging around with that's, you know, believing for a new car that got a new car? Come on, somebody. Who are you hanging around that, that lay, I want to lay hands on the sick and, and see tumors fall off? Well, who are you hanging around that's already done that? I want to. I want to get. I want to get a, a raise at my job. Well, who are you hanging around? Come on, let's believe their way into a raise. This is good. This is how you change the way you think. I would have. I, I mean, I, I talked about writing a book forever. The more I hung around Dave, and I'd hear him say, "I've got three going at once," I'd get convicted. Be like, I know, you put, I know you put that book in me, Lord. I know it. And I'm sorry I haven't done it yet. Then I'd see him six months later, and he'd say, how are you coming with your book? And I'd be like, eh. and he'd be like, yeah, I started a sixth one. I'm like, sixth? He was just on three. Yeah, I started three more. How are you doing that? <laughs> Thinking different. He thinks different. I remember the first time I hung around somebody that had had laid hands on somebody and, and brought them back from the dead. I know people that have done it. And you hear them start talking and it's like, I don't know about all that. Why? We get uncomfortable around people that are at another level than we are. And I think... I can't prove it. But I think it's because we know how much work it's going to be to get there. I think I think that we see that and we go, "Oh, oh that's going to be hard." I think I'll just sit right here. I'm doing okay. I'm not doing too bad. No judge. We love you. We're with you no matter what. Come on, when I say journey together, we mean it. But I'm talking to those who want to rise up and become the next level and stop thinking like the world thinks. When a problem comes up, I don't think about it the same way, come on, the world thinks. When I'm faced with an issue, I'm not melting down in my kitchen like my friend at work work is. When somebody treats me bad, I'm not plotting my revenge. Come on. <laughs> like the person that you know lives next door to me does this will only happen by input of the word and affiliating with people that do that that, that are doing what you're believing for when you start hanging around those kind of people <laughs> your faith begins to grow and get stretched and get put in you know and I'm just going to be honest with you I I I myself Have to watch because I I see sometimes I'll be talking to some of you and I don't want to make anybody feel condemned or or bad or anything. And so I back up and I just kind of go, it's okay. We love you. And I I mean it. We do. But I'm doing you a disservice by doing that. When I should be going, come on now. It ain't that bad. It ain't that hard. You can overcome this. I should be... And you know what? We'll finish here, this way. You should be doing that for people, come on, that are at a lower level than you. I know, oh, but it's so hard for me to even keep myself going, I get it, I got it. (laughs) But see, when you do that, the affiliation that you're doing is making room for more of, come on, more of that in your life. You're giving it away. You're helping somebody else rise. So now you got more room for it to be put into you. Amen. Amen. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm done.